So this is a very special point now at the podcast, Phil. Uh, mm. Now, there are only like six or seven episodes, about seven episodes left, so we're getting close to the end of season one. Uh, we might actually make it before the end of the year, depending depending on how our schedule lined up. But also, at this point, as, as of this episode, our podcast is now live. So... Yo, it's lit. Yep. So, here on in, we can finally, you know, this is now where audience feedback is going to come in. We can respond to it. Although, by the time to get to this episode, it's going to be like three months into the future. <laughs> yeah, like, it's going to be too late. We're too far gone. Yeah, we're like, we, 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 have, we, have, we have like a backlog. Or, we, we've made a buffer. So, you know, for you listeners, so in case anything comes on the future, you don't, we don't have to miss a week. But we, we built up quite a large buffer, so. Do you have any complaints about maybe how untimely a lot of our conversation <laughs> topics are? Um, send them into our email, which I finally made. Uh, podcast at gmail.com. Or you can just blame a wizard. Blame the, the wizard did it. The, the wizard. wizard did it, exactly. Uh, there'll, be, there'll be a lot of that in this show. <laughs> Before we get to that, I wanted to bring up something cool for Philip. Uh, because, as we mentioned, Gundam is very, very popular in, Jap- in Japan. Um, you know, in the Western world, in the United States, it's really only kind of anime. People watch anime or wear Gundam. But in Japan, like, it's equivalent to Star Trek or Star Wars. Even people who don't watch anime know what Gundam is. Right. I mean, they have to. They have giant statues. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of inevitable for a franchise that's 30 years old. And the other inevitable thing is that other references... Uh, of other anime and other works make references to Gundam. And I was looking some up in one of my favorite animes of all time, F- uh, Fully Cooly. They made more than a few Gundam references there. And I'm going to share them with Phil. So let me post this link here. There's a couple of visual gags, and then there's one more obvious reference, uh, which I remember asking Phil about grad school. He didn't get it. So there we go here so do you remember do you remember that episode that scene where all the agents those secret agents are shooting at harco in the yes. barber shop? yeah and then here there's like uh there's an image of where they all have their guns pointed at her like kind of comically like clustered on her face <laughs> and if you notice one of them is actually the, the beam rifle uh the rx uh, oh yeah the rx 70 rx 78 beam rifle yep that's pretty funny Yep, here's another one. It's more of a deeper cut. It's more of one of those, like, freeze frame things. So, in this episode, that's Hargo is kind of dumping a bunch of tools out, random tools to fix her Vespa. And then one of those, it's like a very, it's like a freeze frame type of thing. One of those Uh, comes out a toy that looks a lot like the the RX-78. (laughs) <laughs> yes and then this looks like uh when she puts her hand over his head he's doing the the last shoot uh the last shot pose uh at the end of gundam when he was firing at the uh zagong oh really that that i didn't even know that's yeah. even i guess so only someone who knows gundam would really really get that and then here's my personal favorite reference one that i didn't get i had to look it up uh, then I have to ask Phil about it. He didn't get it because he didn't. He didn't know, Mister Hardcore Gundam fan. I mean, honestly, like back in graduate school, my powers were limited. But now I've 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 transcended that. I've gone beyond the the power of a fan. I've become a super fan, I guess. Become a, a new type fan. Oh, uh, what I no, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think I'd be a new type though. All right, you know, I, want to, I just want to be a really good old type like uh, I.O. Fleming. All right. And then here, I'm going to post. There's a link to a, a clip. And I'll have Phil watch it. Uh, well, I, I did put it. I have the time set right at the reference if I got it right. So uh, one of my favorite parts of Fukui is that they do these manga scenes. And they animate it like a manga. Yeah. And are you watching it? I am. Okay. Did it go? Did it start from the beginning, or did it go right at the timestamp? It went at the timestamp. All right, so it should be one eleven. So there's a great reference I love is that um, Nato's dad goes, 
oh, it's like it's not Total's Gundam hammer. You know, it's like that Tomino Esca thing where you say it's it's a hammer and then it's a giant robot anime. <laughs> and then what that it's a reference to a very it's a very deep cut. It's a reference to how you know Tomino intended for this Revolts of Gundam to be this like deep dramatic narrative about the futility of war and the cost of war. And then he's forced to introduce by the sponsor uh, a Gundam hammer. Would you like to explain to our listeners what the Gundam hammer is, Phil? All right. So the Gundam hammer is essentially a giant ball with a spike on it attached to a chain that when it's thrown, rocket boosters activate on the back of the ball and chain, uh, hitting the enemy really, really hard. Yeah, think of it as like, literally a giant medieval flail and uh and, like, you got a lot of criticism because like this is supposed to be really realistic and it really is it's giving for the most part very realistic you know weaponry and physics and it's like why do you have this element here in your realistic war draw and the legend goes his reply was it's just a giant robot anime <laughs> and which is what uh and like that's kind of the joke that whenever you say gundam whenever you call something a gundam hammer it's supposed to like expose someone's facade of, of trooper realism that's funny yep and we're gonna expose some of that right here we're gonna get some if you thought the gundam hammer was goofy <laughs> we're gonna get some like things that put to shame in these next two episodes of double o uh so we're oh. so we left off 19th so coming up is the episode 19 of mobile suit gundam double o titled bonds Original air date, February 16th, 2008 in Japan. English air date, February 26th, 2009. Uh, if you recall, this is the point where uh, the Trinity, the Trinity, Nina Trinity, massacred a bunch of civilians just, just because. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally just because. She doesn't have much of a good reason. And everyone's wondering, you know, everyone's put up with this, like, Louise Saji storyline for, like, 19 episodes. They finally intersect in a in a pretty dramatic fashion. <laughs> and then, as a result of this, and their, and their you know, terrible, terrible ways, of terrible Trinity siblings, the episode ended with Sensina finally coming out of this, finally stepping up to the plate and going the classic, you know, commencing army convention. Yeah! Target that promotes war. And I, I have to admit, it was kind of badass. It almost makes up for kind of the crumminess of this arc so far. <laughs> I mean, like, that's that's because this is what the people want. Like, people come to see, like, uh, robots getting destroyed. But, like, I feel as, like, a fan of this type of genre, like, people want to see the, the super robots, even though they're supposed to be real robots, fight the other super robots, right? Gundam versus Gundam. That's, like, the title fight. Yep. And there is a little bit. It's 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 kind of implied. I don't really make stated explicitly, but it's kind of implied that some character girl from Cessna Zen and that he's taking the initiative to do this on his own. And not yeah, just... rather than following the orders of this mysterious god named Veda. Yeah, yeah. So he he's, you know, taking he's becoming the Gundam. And uh well we'll see what's gonna be the fallout of this this major cliffhanger and see what's gonna happen. All so, right. Yeah, those of you listening at home, we're gonna start three, two, one. Let's go. Mm. Like always it Reese Sums up the last couple minutes. And yeah, Gadavexia located targets. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna like take it to them. Which is <laughs> I think the audience has been waiting for for at least two episodes for them to finally be put these the training people in their place. For the most part. It's because uh, you know how their methods are it's like, yo, like, you know, before when when Celestial Being were doing it, they did it for for the for the good reasons you're doing it for the bad reasons and that you know that's clearly defined within this very gray the grayness of this anime you know so we we must stop you for the sake of gray for the sake of the gray zones and then it cuts right to our opening so i'm i'm not using hulu this time i'm using like a fan it looks like a fan sub um which i guess technically promotes piracy but whatever um yeah Feel free to perform the FBI, Timo. Uh, Yo, they're going to put you in, in a maximum security prison for that, man. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know. Not, not like, they they won't punish any of the, like, Trump administration officials. 
of the doctor. <laughs> so like, it's it's you know something I was thinking about that's like uh, the post office. I keep getting from the postal carrier this notice on my car like mm. do not park in front of a mailbox. But it's like I'm not parked in front of the mailbox. I just like my car like one inch above in front of it the bumper because there's no room on my street. It's like, why do they keep going? Why are they harder on me than they are on any of the Trump administration officials? Wait, since when it was a thing not to park in front of a mailbox, it's not like it's a fire hydrant. It's uh, not like... I, apparently, it's like an Oregon law. Oh, it's or- oh yeah. You, have you to look... be like 10 feet clearance in front of the mailbox, which is stupid. For what? The mailbox ain't saving no life. Also, like, I've been everyone in, on the street and been doing that for like a month. I've been doing this five for a month and then all of a sudden they're enforcing it. It's. Anyways, right, right, your local congressman, uh, Oregon congressman, get get the post office to get off my back. Yeah, you out here living in bizarre world. Yeah, that's that's Oregon for you. Um, so there we go. This is the one thing that really annoys me is that the Trinity people are genuinely surprised that Exia is, is going. Like they don't, they they actually don't think they're doing anything wrong. Hmm. It's uh that's I think the other reason why people really hate them and they're so annoying is that yeah. they actually are convinced they're they're right. Oh there, here we go. There there's uh Eric's favorite line, fly my fangs. This is I never wanted that's the thing. I think of all the three, I hate Michael more than Nina. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's a big twist. Someone's sh- someone's showed up to back up Setsuda and it's actually Tieria of all people. Word. And uh, yes, this this is what I thought was actually cool because like these are the two people who probably you think the least likely comrades, but now they're actually it says something about like the, how awful the training people that Tierra sets are the ones that are gonna be teaming up. Right, like this is like the biggest odd couple that there is. <laughs> I, I forgot about that gag that. They come back to the celestial being crew, and one of the crew members deletes the wallpaper of uh, Johan or Michael. <laughs> he goes yeah. like, "Too bad, he's so handsome." <laughs> That's uh, I did. I find that hilarious. Uh, I don't remember which. I think we should probably remember the names of the minor characters eventually. <laughs> oh God, but there's so many of them. Yeah, Fell. I think it's Fell or something like that. Fell is the one with the pink hair. But okay. like is she cause she gets more uh more screen time in season two. Okay. Oh, the other the other ones. Well we'll we'll remember. We'll remember them when it comes up. Um But yeah, yeah, they're they're all all celestial that's the celestial being is like debating and being like, Oh, what do we do? Do we help them? I mm. thought Yeah, I suck. <laughs> of course this is this is what this is why I'm like, you know, my my opinion sets in that went up. Uh, and since Cessna and Tierra went up a lot right here because they're all they're actually are taking action. The only one's taking it to the trading people. Right. And, you know, it's funny um, watching this. I think of the, the live action Gundam movie that's supposed to be coming out on Netflix, uh, directed by the guy who directed Kong Skull Island. So, like, I'm not going to say I have high hopes for it, but I, I feel like I shouldn't. I'm, I'm not going to be disappointed because I thoroughly enjoyed Kong Skull, Skull Island. But um, if they were to do like a rehash of 0079, I feel like Danny DeVito should play uh, Ron Burrell. Damn it. Oh, that's why I forgot. I had another one. I was going to say, I was going to announce, they put a, someone put a, a cast list for the movie. Yeah. And it's like, it sounds really serious until you get to, I don't remember which character, but it's like Whoopi Goldberg cast it. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It was the, the fake one. Yeah, I've seen that before. Okay. I think it was like Shia LaBeouf as like Amaro Ray. I was like, wow, Shia LaBeouf, he still makes movies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, one that was really acclaimed on Amazon last year. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. I didn't watch it. But... Oh, but then because I remember the controversies with uh, FKA Twigs. I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with that one. But he, he's actually a pretty good actor when you give him good material. Uh, I mean, I did enjoy him in Fury, yes. Yes. See, that's the one that made me respect him as an actor in that one. Um, Fury, not holes? No, not holes. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not holes. <laughs> but, um, but no, in all, all serious, though, um, what's it called? Because like the girl I mentioned before, FKA Twigs, was his girlfriend. And um, apparently she, she spoke out about um, 
abuse from him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's that's what that was. So they, uh, Nina and Michael tried. They try to do some like docking thingy, and then here we go. Here we go. Uh, Tierra reveals his special ability, Nodley again. Nodley, yeah. And you know, you know, things are gonna get serious when Nodley gets busted out. Oh yeah, because she's come to take names and uh, kick ass, right? I'm here to kick ass. Chew gum and kick ass. Yeah, because it's a robot. And the will soon be a Gundam Double O tradition. <laughs> it's revealing a heretofore never never reference ability that Nolly has in that. Uh, Michael and Nina, their Gundams are like have some computer error and they fall down to the ground. <laughs> and yeah, this is uh he's, he's explaining his special ability that because you know we get we've gotten hints that like Tara is not fully human. So now, now he's revealing like Nolly's true power that he can take control of any machines controlled by Veda. Mm. And yeah, this is um, I don't no, I don't think did they even explain season one what exactly Tyria is and like, why you can do that. No, uh, maybe towards the end, maybe I don't remember because I don't remember them mentioning the idea of Innovids uh until season two. Oh, and he, there we go. And then this badass always completely undercut by uh, his ability being turned off somehow. And then we see, you know, Alejandro Comer's smile, hinting that he's behind it somehow. Mm. Which is too bad because I think something, you know, you know, he's not going to get his way when he says his line, his catchphrase. He deserved 10,000 deaths because nothing ever goes. Nothing ever goes that way. Yeah. Except maybe that one time in the very beginning. Did he, say, did he say that line at the beginning? Uh, yeah, and uh, they, at some point... He said, the, he said when he was going to blow up uh, Alleluia. Oh, uh, that's what, okay. And of course, they stopped, the Russians stopped him from doing that. I thought, it was, I thought it was when they were fighting uh, the the Human Reform League in space. It was like, you deserve but, a... Do-, like, during their first... Ar- well, no, second no, he, no he, said, he said it to Alleluia, of all people. Oh, yeah. You know, there's some character growth here for T-Area, because... Uh, yeah, he does. They don't deserve to be Gundam Meisters, and the audience is agreeing with Tiaria for once. They don't. Yeah, everyone, everyone's cheering like, yeah. And uh, oh yeah, there we go. He's revealing to hit uh, Trinity say his his real like, Lockout's real name, and they you know remember if you recall that that they kind of just let them wander freely, and then. You know, just fooled around the computer, and he never thought to check it, or, 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 you know, just like, yeah, what was she doing there? She was probably just, you know, picking her nose or something. Mm. And there we got, we, we got some troop bombs being dropped right now. Major, major troop bombs, and again, why? Because the trainee people are dicks. <laughs> but yeah, this is a big truth bomb. Is that his family, uh, Lock On or Neil Delaney's family, was killed by a terrorist organization, and who was the one that did it? It was that's it. So, yeah, so it was the the stupid. Uh, I don't even know what they're called. The IRA. Well, it's it's like some terrorist organization that when the one that he was forced to be part of as a child soldier, and mm-hmm. then now he. I don't know, was he direct? This, oh, they, they just say he was he was he just involved or was he the one actually responsible? I think he was just involved. Was just, yeah. But there you go. This uh, conflict. There you go. You got your, your fights. Your 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 robot fights over in ten minutes. Now we're back to character drama. Mm. The um, <clears throat> you think the fans are would be happy or pissed off at this point? <laughs> and then no, there's some more. There's some more. You know, jibber jabber with all the the whiny the whiny politicians at the bottom. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and there's something there's some news being shaken up. Someone celestial being is contacting all three different nation blocks, and uh, who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen now? We just got some truth bombs about uh, Neil Delandy and and Setsuna here. Uh, yeah, and then we watch here is in the background just like. I think of that meme of like the the meme of like Cyclops and Jean Grey making out, and then Wolverine's kind of awkwardly in the background. In the background, just <laughs> just standing there watching creepily. Yeah, that, that's mm. gonna be that's gonna be the rest of this episode here because 
Sorry to disappoint everyone. There's no more action for the rest of the episode. That's all you're going to get. Nope. So um, at this point in time, we're probably going to end up going on a uh, tangent per you, usual. If we had a sponsor, that would be the perfect time. Yeah. We don't have a sponsor. So I think all we have to do is start to, we have to start plugging in, uh, giving product endorsements for free in the hopes of getting a sponsor. Uh, we start. Okay. So uh, what should our first sponsor, sponsor be? Uh, well, we already, we already plugged in KFC. KFC, yeah. We bring back the whatever sandwich. The the double down? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Oh, uh, see, we could do Narcan. I don't know what that is. Narcan. So when a person is like ODing on drugs, like they use a Narcan to like uh, regulate their system to try and bring them back. So as I understand it, under U.S. law, if you per- if you endorse a product or service, you have to actually use it first. So I don't think we could do that because we would have to. We can't. Endure, we can't endorse the product because we would have to use it first. Oh, we would have to use Narcan first. So then that means we have to get Angel Dust, OD on the Angel Dust, and then get Narcan to save us. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so bad. So so bad. That that would be terrible. Plus, I don't. From I I don't know anything about getting drugs, but. Where I live, it's probably easier to get meth or or crack stuff. Uh, I feel like where you where you live, it'd be easier to get uh, fentanyl. Yes, yeah, there we go. That, that's that's whatever whatever the big I don't know I I'm really not on top of the drug trends because I'm <laughs> that way. Uh, although mean, although a drug addict did steal my carburetor once, so yes, my, car, my carburetor once that was quite a story. Honestly, like the way you described that, like reminded me of a Dave Chappelle uh, joke where he was writing where uh, a crackhead like stole his radio, and he was driving <laughs> around looking for the crackhead because the crackhead also stole some chocolate off the the car seat. So he was running around looking for a crackhead with like chocolate smudge on his face. Find someone. He's like, hey, that's, that's, that's where that meme is from. The image of him with the coke on his face. Oh yeah, the the um. What's it called? No, 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 no. This was during a stand-up. This was um, this is a stand-up he did on Showtime. He was like, "Hey, where'd you get this chocolate?" He's like, "This isn't chocolate. This is doodoo, baby." He goes, "Ew!" And he pushes oh, it. Looks like I'm getting an email here from a fan. Our first ever email. I'll read it out loud. It's from uh, from Karen at sigzion69 uh, at gmail.com. <laughs> Say, go back to talking about the episode. All right, Karen. Uh, right now, there's a flashback between Louise and Alavi. <laughs> there's a flashback of of all these scenes that we've seen in the first 19 episodes. It's been going on for like what three minutes already? About about that time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like something that occurred to me. You know why? You know why they're doing this flashback? You know why they did a summary episode? It's because they needed to put money to make the open the second opening, <laughs> the second opening new title sequence. Yes, that and the the last couple episodes leading up to the season finale. Because I'm not gonna lie, those 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 uh those episodes slap. Yeah, the animation is really good, but is it really worth this like three minute flashback between Luis and Alibi? There's the answer, uh, Karen at um sixty on sixty nine gmail.com. Feel free to write us more again. Oh wow, I'm surprised her name was Karen at sixty on. That's so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really weird email address. <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully we'll hear back for more. I mean, I got another one that says it's from uh, Hugh Jazz. We can answer that maybe the next episode. <laughs> uh, and then I guess the last, and then we're gonna get another one from Homer Sexual. Come on, Homer Sexual, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sexual here, sure. Uh, and then we go back. Now we're coming back to our. Uh, Saji's sister. I don't remember her name. Uh, <laughs> journalist lady. Journalist. Yes. Yeah, going back to like uh, whatever whatever subplot she's got going on. I think you know. The more I'm thinking about this episode is riding really high. because yeah, we got our our Gundam Meister Trinity face off, and now they just like really <laughs> they really dove it down to the ground. Yeah, and I think you know the crazy part about it too. I feel like in the East, there's like this is their favorite parts. Yeah, it's, yeah. I would like to know what the thinking is behind that. But now we get into something more interesting that 
some, some Gundam Meister drama. Lock on is confronting Setsuna about what was towed. And he confirms that it was the truth. He was he was part of the, the terrorist organization. And even even more flashbacks. Oh my god. I really <laughs> forgot how many flashbacks there. I mean well, if it's any consolation listeners, the next few episodes they really step up because there's a lot of stuff, so yeah, wow. There's so much so yeah, much. I didn't I didn't realize how I many I don't I man, I honestly don't remember I remember these flashbacks because I'm watching them, but I didn't remember them like if I were to have a conversation be like, Hey, you know, you remember that time with uh Exia punched the throne in the face and then right after that we saw Sanji and Louis started just, you know, flashbacking through time. Yeah, you can even tell even their conversation there's not it's not being animated very much. They're just standing around. Yeah. <laughs> like just like slight slight movement of their head and mouth and yeah you know okay yeah take it back this episode they just totally destroyed our goodwill here because now they're just standing around explaining the stuff we already know <laughs> right now yeah we have we have flashback of Sanji Louise and now lock on is just explaining the background of the world that we already do I mean did we know were you paying attention to this oh, I was Oh, well, I'm here for the wild, cool robots. That's what I'm here for. All right. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Sponsors, reach out to us. Everyone. Yeah. Better help. Blue Chew. Um, yo. Yo, Blue Chew, sponsor us. <laughs> you know what Blue Chew is, right? Are we, are we all the I, do, I, do, I do know what Blue Chews are. Like, uh, where I come from, we call them uh, Bodego Dick Pills. <laughs> so I finally went to the bodega here in Portland a week ago, and you uh, know all things they were. It was one of the things on their menu that I was very surprised. See, they had they had chopped cheese sandwich. Oh, ten dollars. Ooh, it's like it's the cheapest thing on the menu. Um, wow. I don't know. I might I might go back just to try it. That's that West Coast pricing. Yep. But I, I was surprised how much of the bodega looked a lot like the bodega you described. Oh, here we go. Some actual drama. Neil, Neil's pointing out his gun. His staple gun. His staple. His stapler gun. Rather, pulls the trigger. Boom. There's a gunshot. Or, and we see he did actually shoot. <laughs> That's enough. He just grazes his hair. Mm. That, that I thought was a little, a little absurd for him to like, shoot that close. If it was anyone other than Tetsuna, I think they would actually care. And there, there's a big thing. Sessina says there's no God in this world. <laughs> See, I used to believe, but you know, <laughs> there's, there's no God. He, he's, he's the guy. You know, he's read some Nietzsche. He's read. He subscribes to our atheism. He's, he's, yes. You know, because God is dead, yes. and we are his killers. <laughs> that was actually more poetic than anything said in the last few lines. Uh. You know, man, I used to read Thus Spoke Zarathustra, like, for fun, back-to-back when I was in high school, because I was, like, on some, like, nihilistic run. I, I don't even know. I was, man, I was reading so much philosophy. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was reading Nietzsche. I was reading Descartes. I was reading, um... Closest thing I ever read was Miracle Man. <laughs> I feel like that's up there, too. Yeah, it goes into a lot of that. But here we go, and... One thing we should probably mention for, for those who are like, go talk about the show. They mentioned that Alia Sanchez was the leader, and therefore he's the one that's indirectly responsible for Lockhart's family dying. Yeah. And thus, there we go. He ends up, he, go, he moves away from becoming Sensitive's arch enemy to Lockhart's arch enemy for the rest <laughs> of the Yo, everybody gets beef with Alia Sanchez, and he's like the best villain ever. Yes. Um, would you say he's the best pilot in the series? Ali Al Sanchez? Uh, no, I would say that uh, Graham Aker is. Really interesting. I was reading about that. That like he he outfights everyone. Ali Al Sanchez. That's true. So, I mean, we never they don't they never go up against her, but like I was reading an argument that he's the best pilot. He's better. Like he's definitely better than the Gundam Meisters. That's for sure. I mean, well, yeah, definitely. But like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Graham Aker, like he's been able to like almost do the Gundams. Oh, there we go. Lockdown says the line we all were thinking: "You really are an impossible Gundam nut." 
They're all smiling and laughing. That's the end. That's the resolution to this conflict. Yep, and then we get to crying, crying ending song. Uh, well, not yet. There's a little thing here we're going to get soon. The Trinity, the Trinity siblings are complaining and whining about what just happened. Mm. They're, they're still taken aback by what just happened. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they attacked us, but we're all, we're all Gundams. I think yeah. they're I th- I, well, I think that, I think of that me from the Eric Andre show when he, when he shoots the guy on the talk show set. <laughs> he's like, why? Why was teacher? He's like, why do they hate us? Why do they hate us? Yeah. Oh, but here we go, big bombshell, big bombshell. All the all the politicians they're being led into a facility, and there's what? There's GN reactors. GN reactors. So not only are they GN reactors, but they're machines attached to those GN reactors. And this is my favorite grunt out of all Gundam series. Oh, okay. Well, I got the Wade Hall episode for that. Because, yeah, this is a lot of summary. Way too much summary. But there's also a lot of major, major twists, major status quo changes in this episode. Mm-hmm. And the show, safe to say, from here on out, the show does not become the same. It, it does not. Yep, even, even to the point where one of the characters transforms into another character. Whoa. So wait, because we gotta get through our sad, our sad dog ending first. <laughs> oh god. Uh, I will, I will never not like th- that. That meme I sent you that will always like have me in tears because it's it's just so true. It's and I was thinking about like the other guns in the series don't end like that. <laughs> I think like, this is the most angsty ending of all of them. Uh, you know, I I I always skip endings, so I can't I can't say accurately whether or not that's true. Hmm. Uh, because I don't remember like seeds ending could be that way because I feel like that entire show is built on angst, especially yep. the way that Kira and Athron move. This is where intermission. This is where we would also plug in a sponsor if we had one. Uh, uh let's, let's see. Let's, before we get to the next episode, let's beg for some more. Uh, Arizona. I want Arizona as a sponsor. Okay, Arizona so, Ice Tea. Yeah. So what's your What's your Arizona Ice Tea pitch there? Uh, yo, Arizona. You know the best drink you can get for ninety nine cents. And guess what? It's always ninety nine cents, except in California because they have sugar taxes. But bump California, right? Buy yourself an Arizona Ice Tea. My personal favorite is Mucho Mango. What's yours, Eric? The classic. Boring. Yeah. But, you know, I respect your choice. <laughs> I haven't drank those since college, maybe? Yeah. So, really? Oh, that's still my go-to drink to this day. But I don't drink. I try to avoid anything with uh, high fructose corn syrup. Not, not out of, not, it's less of a health reason than it is that I, after going to Europe and drinking things with actual sugar, uh, I just, it just, I can just taste the difference. That that makes sense. Yep. So um, yeah, I guess we're not getting we're not getting sponsored by the uh, sugar industry anytime soon. Uh, I still want that Arizona sponsorship. Uh, let's see, what's another one I would want to get sponsored from? <laughs> I mean, like, yo, like there's there's so many so like tropical fantasy, like New York, tropical fantasy. I want uh, that sponsorship. Oh yeah, Nord. We need the VPN. We we need to hop on all the VPN sponsorship. Those are the hot ones. Uh, oh yeah, Nord. Nord. Yeah, Nord. I use, I'm a Nord. VPN. I'm a normal VPN user. It's a great one. Not Surfshark. Screw Surfshark. Surfshark is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cheapest one, and it's shown. Everyone, don't use this. This is free PSA for everyone. Do not use Surfshark. Okay. And uh, Bondi, sponsor us. We're literally talking. Well, not Bondi, but Sunrise. Spon- Sunrise and Bondi. We're talking about your show. We're trying to sell you some toys. But we're not trying to sell you toys. We're trying to get you to send me free toys so I can build them and then let the people world let the world know how good they are. I so. think I think whatever goodwill we establish by giving free promotion about Gundam, they've probably negated by our our uh, live action comment be about bashing. Uh oh yeah, I forgot that's also Sunrise. Yes, yeah. Although have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. Okay, I haven't. I don't have Netflix, so. <clears throat> 
I don't I hear. Mean, I, I just haven't no. had time yet. I heard mixed mixed reviews about it. Yep. But like the people who really like Cowboy Bebop within my friends group like the the sh- the live action show as well. So I think I'd rather believe them than like you know critics. Yes, but how? Yeah, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go to that. Line. It's just gonna sound insulting, condescending. More so, more than I usually am. So uh, let's get to our the toy of episode. Gundam Double O, Blade of Reparation. Original air date in Japan, February 23, 2008. English air date, January 26, 2009. I really don't remember what this episode is about, to be honest. Uh, I think this is the episode where, because, I mean, at the end of the first one, we saw the uh, introduction of the GN, the the uh, mass-produced GN uh, particle engines. All right, so I think this is now where the the world begins to unite under one banner and they're going to use the the new mobile suits the jinx the gnx uh to hunt down and capture the gundams yes i think so i think i think we've lost it's more it's mostly a setup episode for like the big the big final big final finale yes uh, i don't recall uh, action who knows we'll see maybe maybe watching will trigger some memories if there's, I swear to God, there's more flashbacks. I, I might just, I might just call it. I can't, I can't put up any more flashbacks. Hmm. All right, so everyone at home, we're gonna start. Three, two, one, let's go. Blade of Reformation. All right, so you know, you know, starting off on a good note here at a train station. It's uh, probably Luis Rosalji looking at through his cell phone. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, it's uh, it's Saji and oh damn it, flashback already. Well, no, this is new info. This is new info, right? Yeah, it's new info. There's no flashback. All right, I, 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 I don't have to eat my words just yet. Um, also, the other thing, I the the modern Gundam titles sound a lot cooler because early Gundam titles sound really kind of goofy. What do you mean? Well, it's a thing I was looking up. Like a lot of Japanese titles, they don't translate very cleanly to English. It's mm-hmm. usually it's like a exclamation point followed by like a few words that usually give away the plot of the episode. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, you know, Garma strikes, or you know, the the best one I think are the G the G Gundam episode names. Uh-huh. Uh, let me let me pull let me pull someone up. Um, so, for example, a typical example of what I'm talking about with anime naming title convention is Roar, a certain kill punching grasping dreams. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like some exclamation, like you know, just some like exclamation point followed by something that gives away the title. Yeah. What, this, this is what I really thought was absurd. Uh, looking for it. Ah, oh, here we go. Steal the secret scheme of the beautiful warriors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's the episode where uh, Chimney's crew tries to steal the burning gun. Or something the like burning that. gun. Wow. It's all female crew. Uh, you know, I'm sure some listeners are getting angry at us to talk about the show more, but you know, at the beginning, nothing happened at the beginning. Did I miss anything in the beginning? No. Uh, you saw the flashback of them looking at Earth. Yep. Okay. Yeah, then went back to our action back. Episode. So, yeah. interesting fact, I learned that starting with this series, the longtime mecha designer for mm-hmm. most of the Gundam series, yeah. this he actually took a step down. He stepped back and let other people take over to give them a to give him a chance to step up. Okoa. Yeah. He was on it since for like a really long time. Not from the not from the beginning, but like pretty close. To the beginning. Pretty close to the beginning, like he was doing a lot of the uh, MSVs. Mobile suit and, variations. And I think that explains why the suits look kind of different from what they normally do. Right? Yeah, but like... that In this season, a lot of the Gundam and mobile suits are, like, sleeker and more slender than they normally look like. Technically, it started with uh, Gundam Seed, actually. Like, Gundam oh. Seed was the first one to start that off. Okay. But I think this is the one where apparently he he really... I think he was more advisory. I think he did, he did do some designs, but he kind of let other people take charge. Uh, yeah, also, yeah. also, so there we go. The the big the big step forward. They've announced like a joint army between all three nation nation blocks. A, a big <laughs> army. 
And there we go. You know, celestial beings plan is going through, just not in the way, not in the way they planned. This is nope. anyway. Yeah, it's uh, a unified, his, the largest military force in history. This is uh, yep, big big thing. You know, big thing. Oh, oh, yes. You think we're ever gonna get like like that one day in the real world? Unified military force. Uh, probably not in our lifetimes. <laughs> I I would say I would almost guarantee it. Not in our lifetimes. Uh, and maybe not even in our children's lifetimes. Yeah, because I guess the way I was imagining is like, yo, what if like it really turns out to be Mass Effect, where like you know we go to Mars, we find ancient ruins, right? That's Mass the only Effect thing. Like, like Mass Effect shows, and then this one show, like this one shows Gundam, and then like you know Watchmen shows, like we're able to only unite under this common threat. Yeah. And then Mass Effect. It's kind of falling such a Star Trek, like the world will only unite once they realize there's they're finally not alone in the universe. That there exists other other alien life forms. Oh, right. Star Trek yeah. is a little optimistic about and how I went about that. Because it's like they state that like within one century, man, you know, humanity united got rid of war, famine, and poverty. Oh wow. Yeah. And uh you know, it's uh, you know, UN UN is more, you know, UN United. It's just more people reacting <laughs> to like the UN stuff. Um, you know, there's not, no, not a lot. It's gonna happen this early half. But they do mention they name drop something called the GM GN Arms. I'll explain that to our listeners what exactly that is. Uh, it it is what it sounds like. It's arms made of GN particles. Is it, is it actually? No, it's not. It's okay. uh. It's an it's an attachment uh, used on the uh, Exia. Okay. It's also a way to sell more stuff for your Exia gunpla. <laughs> and then oh here we go for poor Billy Katagiri. He's got he's looking sad and mopey, like her anime endings. He's got he's all bandaged up from the explosion that happened a few episodes ago. Mm. And they're just talking about yeah yep you know someone a celestial being betrayed them seemingly. And the audience already knows it's not anyone we know or care about. It's like probably related to the trendy people. Oh okay. wait, hold on one second. All right, I'll pause it. Hello. Uh, so we apologize, listeners. We feel had to take a very important phone call from New York, and it was like telling him about his extended warranty. And I really hope you got that start out. So you're- oh yeah, definitely did. Like so, my warranty, right? Everyone has been extended. Okay. <laughs> yep. So sorry, we apologize, you know, for interrupting that. But you feel how to take care of that. Uh meanwhile, <laughs> Aker, our man Grant Aker, he's making a vow. <laughs> he's only gonna use the flag while everyone else can use Gundam upgrades. That's uh you know, Grant Aker, that's pretty cool of you. Not gonna lie. Yeah, because because the flag's the best. So I must use a flag. Well, isn't it actually not the best compared to like whatever the Gundams they're gonna get? I mean, of course, it's not better than the Jinx. Jinx have I, much I, higher I, specs. He does, say, he does say give it the GN drive, but he's still going to use a Gundam. Yeah, give him the put the GN drive in the in the flag. Ooh, here we go. This is the introduction of man. This, this is a new character. Um, this character who I really don't like either. <laughs> it's uh, I think this is his son, isn't it? Is this uh, Smirnoff's son? It's, oh, I forgot about him. He's more prominent in season two, but I think this is where he's. Sh- I could be wrong. Let everyone correct me if, if correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. I could be wrong right now, actually. Yeah, uh, I don't think it is. I think I, I am incorrect. I think. Yeah, I think you are. I look like a fool, more of a fool. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we got this scene about Katie Madigan debating what to include that man, and you know, my favorite character, Patrick Colasar. He <laughs> <laughs> a better course than with a bouquet of roses. Yes, he's trying to he's trying to woo his uh, commanding officer. I respect it. Chew high. Even though I think in real life he would probably get brought up for sexual harassment. Oh yeah, definitely. This is definitely conduct of becoming an of an officer. It is. Well, you know, also, I guess also the fact that a superior would not be allowed to date, as I understand, they're not allowed to date someone of lower. Up. Yeah, lower rank. Yeah. And, but you and, know, and within the same unit. On top of that. Sometimes you got to shoot for the sun and land on a star. But, you know, they are European, so, you know, those 
those those weirdo Europeans <laughs> with their fries and mayonnaise and their healthcare and uh, you know their their subsidies and, and all those things. What do they know? What do they know? What do they know? That was a very good question. Yep. And then there's oh here we go. So this is Laguna Harvey. That's someone that's been kind of mentioned in the stupid journalism subplot. He's the one apparently backing the trainee people. This was like such a throwaway character. I barely paid attention. Barely paid attention to it. Was that another spam call? It was another. Uh, no, it was a guy speaking Spanish, asking, talking about a delivery. I was like, wrong number. He's like, oh, okay, thank you. All right. So apologize, listeners, once again. So I had to take a had to take a yet another report call, a delivery that he did not make. So. You know, because it's always funny to hear. No, well, not funny to hear, but like, you know, if it's a New York number. But it's a New York number that's familiar with like other people. Like it's like, oh snap! Like I gotta answer the call maybe because I don't know what's happening. Um, or no idea how sophisticated these robocallers get. They like spoof numbers. Like they they like it's really scary how how far like how close they can spoof a number. Like, yeah, like I remember like I feel like because like certain robocalls they go in waves. So like you had the uh. The, the Chinese robocalls about it, whatever Chinese uh, sound they would say, and then they say Bank of America, and then continue in Chinese. I'm like, ah, end. Yep. Uh, and it would be like a wave of that, and then a wave about extended warranty, and then like another wave of like, um, you're 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 eligible for student loan forgiveness. I'm like, don't don't toy with my heart. <laughs> like, don't toy with me. Speaking of toying with me, we got uh, something some dramatic irony here. Uh. Saji's sister is going up questioning Alia Saja of all people. Yep, and we finally learn her name is uh, Kune. Kine. Whatever. But we, we, the audience, knows that this is not going to end well for her, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, clue, this is, uh, you know, I will say this about Alia Saja. He's got a nice car. Of course he does. He, <laughs> that, and you know why the car's red? If he's yep, he's the he's the he's that half of the char elements. Yeah, and it's red from all the bloodshed. <laughs> yep. And <laughs> bloodshed, red comet. And uh this is what I do like. I we can't really hear it because the sound is on mute, but yeah, this is the voice actor changes his, his voice a little bit when he's pretending to be a regular dude. <laughs> I'm gonna turn the sound a little bit up to see. As a reminder, this is uh, Scott Neal. Voice of Dinobot, among other famous actors. Man, I really want to watch Beast Wars over again. So I was reading this. So, like, around this era, so all the Gundam series up until, like, 2010, 2012, they're all voiced by the same company. Yeah. So they a lot of actors for uh, a lot of the same across the series. So apparently the voice actor for Setsuna, Rats Wiley, he also voiced Amuro Ray for the original Gundam. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice actor for Alleluia was also voice Kai Sheenan for the original Gundam. Oh, wow. Yep, and the voice actor, I want to say for Sumeragi, was also someone on, on Gundam Seed who was like a similar type of character, like a female captain. Oh, on the Archangel. I know exactly who he's on, well. Yep, and I mean, we could probably go back for later on, but they... Yeah, it's it's kind of funny to see how many how many shared actors they use. The Japanese, as I said, the Japanese voice actor is even more deeper because as like homages. So like the voice for Ribbons in Japan is the same. Is the original voice actor for uh, Amuro? For Amuro, yeah. Like, Which makes just... sense. That will make a little more sense towards the end. But yeah, we could you could probably say you know no more no more canoe now because uh, <laughs> you, you know she's uh, sleeping with the fishes. Sent to a farm upstate. Damn, you took all the good ones. I don't know what else. Any more euphemisms for yeah. for for catching for catching the body? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all yeah. I got. That's the end of that subplot. Word. And, oh wait, no, there we go. I forgot about this. We actually see what happens there. She's bleeding out in an alley. <laughs> Which you you know don't don't get in a car with Ali don't get in a car with strange man people that's that's your case yeah. yeah. 
Right. I mean, that's that. I feel like that should be like the golden rule. Yep. Uh, Ellie. Yeah, yeah. Especially if it's a red car. Red cars, always even more dangerous. Oh, there. I forgot they have the steering wheel. <laughs> that looks like an actual steering wheel. <laughs> like so, they have, like on the ship they have like a naval, a boat steering wheel, which is like a holdover from the original Gundam. But I forgot they kept it here as well. Really? I mean, you know, I, I when I think of space, I I grew up on Star Trek, so I I think of people not navigating space like that, and they just you know push push the buttons on a panel, not using an actual like thing. But how? You, but then how are you gonna do a space drift? I don't know. They pull it off somehow in Star Trek. Uh, uh, here we go. There's some. There's a now we got some scene. There's Alejandro and Ribbons, and they're talking about stuff. And, you know, apparently Ribs was the one. So we can see that, you can probably guess now, that Alejandro was the one who leaked the data and that Ribbons is his minion. And if you're wondering why is the series focusing on these people who have been in the background too long, they're going to come up with a big way just, in just a few episodes. Back to everyone's favorite and Trinity, the Trinity siblings and their, their orange Sherbert uniforms. See, and look, Michael, Michael's even fighting the Haro. That's, that's how crazy he is. Now, that, talking about that delivery now, that delivery call, you guys make me really hungry. Go ahead, order some pizza or something. I don't have money for pizza. I mean, this is about the time I would eat dinner. So, uh, oh. there we go. Just, I think we should make a joke every time Michael just pulls out a knife to find somebody. You know, the thing about Michael, though, I'm surprised he doesn't lick the knife. Like, you know, generic anime things. Oh, yeah. I think that would be just a little over the top, even for this show. There we go. Now there's even more question of who who's the traitor, everyone, because now we got the Chinese backer celestial being, you know, approaching the Trinity people. They're being the it's always sunny meme right now. They're playing both sides and they come out on top. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, everyone everyone's celestial being other than the people on the tall they just seem like kind of douchebags right now. Pretty much. They all, everyone has their own agendas and, and they're all doing their own thing. Yeah, I mean everyone's in in it for themselves, right? Everyone's trying to get a piece of the pie, no matter no matter how they can. But you know, at the end of the day, everyone's gonna get screwed over. Yeah, this this feels to me like a lesser version of the zombie stuff <laughs> in the original one. Cause yes, because like, like they they had their own agenda and that proved to be their downfall, but that was actually interesting. They did have, I mean, well, some of them did, not everyone. Like Garen, Cal. Uh, uh Casilia yeah. and um uh Degwin. Degwin, yeah. Not Dozo. Why was Dozo? I don't even remember what happened to Dozo. Dozo was like just fighting for the fight. He was the one controlling Big Zam uh, at the Battle of, of Bawaku. Okay. I don't really remember that. We will you're probably the refreshment memory when we get when we get to that series. <laughs> uh boy. And yep, yeah, there we go. It's uh yeah, I don't really know what what Wang Mei or Lu Mei or whatever her name is. I really just don't understand their their role in this story that much, to be honest. Whatever I, she has the same role as uh, Alejandro, I guess. Whatever that is. But the thing is, it's kind of a redundant storyline, so it just makes it really nebulous. And it's like we don't really know her as a character. Uh, and, she's Chinese and she's rich and she has a manservant. Uh, I think it's re- I think it's revealed that they're actually she's she, he's, she's actually he's actually her brother. Mm. But yeah, he's not. not I I wouldn't blame you for the man, sir, because he's got the he got the whole green important thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. So this is uh, you know, uh, like I said, big table setting episode. This is kind of kind of dull because you know big stuff's gonna happen in the next few episodes. You know, thinking more about uh, Wang Lumei, like, uh, crap, I lost my train of thought. It's all right. You can, you can just look at the 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 robots there about the fight. Yeah. Is, oh, just in time. Time could not be better. You're gonna see some some robots fighting. I also just noticed that the Trinity's Gundams have, are slightly different colors. I didn't know that. There's yeah, purple, uh, red, well, gray. But there's actually like purple, red, and I think orange no no not orange it's like red gray and 
something. Maybe you're right. But here we go. They're about to the training the training siblings are just gonna attack what they think is an easy target with the human reform league. But they're in for a rude awakening. Very rude yeah. awakening. Woo! They're about to get their shit pushed in. Uh oh yeah. So something funny I should probably tell you is that uh you probably have not heard it yet, but uh when I edited out the profanity, I used a new type flash sound effect. <laughs> Uh, but I should tell you, we, we should aim it right. I'm was PG-13 level profanity. Okay, so we're only allowed like a certain number of curses a certain number of times. Well, like just just think of like a PG-13 movie. All right, so yeah, just 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 keep just just a fair warning. Okay. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I'll edit it out, but it does mean less. It does mean more work for me. Uh, speaking right. of which, uh, people getting their shit pushed in. Uh, Spear off <laughs> this crew. Really big about the put it to them. Let's ready people. Uh, and uh, no one, we could not be any more happier, really. And I think everyone in the audience was like, yes, screw these people. I mean, it's bad news in general, you know, that that celestial beings will get their asses kicked soon, but, you know, fly my fangs, screw you, shut up. Yeah, let's start off with this. What were they, what, what were they called? What were these, were these, uh, these, these, these Gundams? What did you call them? The uh, Thrones 1, 2, and 3. The United Nations ones. Oh, uh, Jinx. Jinx, like yeah, GNX. Okay. Like I was gonna say, like the Pokemon, or uh, uh, you know, for the most part, yeah. Or yeah, Halle Berry character for Die Another Day. <laughs> <laughs> but yep, there we go. They finally, they finally won. Like, like decisively won a battle against Gundams. They drove them off. They're. Uh, Jinxes, GNXs. Yes. And uh, yep, Trinities. You know, no one, no one can be happier than the Trinities. You know, they're uh, they're, just, they're just getting the crap kicked out of them. And yeah, big news that uh, human reportedly have solar reactors now, so they are now equal footing. Yeah. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa! What's all this then? <laughs> Oh man, like man, I really do like the design of the Jinx though. Like it is, it's it's sleek, it's efficient. It has the cool X in its chest. Like it's just so dope. Oh, it does. Yeah, I mean, well, not an X, but like if you look at it, the way you, their chest is set up, they have the the long thing coming from the side, oh, and then oh, the yeah. thrusters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're gonna we're gonna see more of that in season two. They're, they're a lot bigger, obviously. Yeah, because I mean they upgrade them too. Because like you, because this is now just the GNX or just the Jinx, but then you get the Jinx Four, um, Jinx Five, stuff like that. And meanwhile, we're going back to Alejandro and uh, Ribbons, and you see Ribbons, he does this crazy eye thing that Tiara does. So you know, big clue that that he's. Here. They're the same. Yep, and they've just reached Veda. And that's where the episode ends on that major cliffhanger. Mm. This is uh yep. That's a uh, big development in the tide the tables are gonna be turning on celestial being and the training people. <laughs> and yeah, okay, I thought I thought this is the episode where something big happens to training people. I think that's actually the next episode. No, I think that's the next one. Yeah, you're right. So nineteen twenty. So there we go, yeah. Only but yeah, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Only six episodes left now for us. Yeah, wow, look at that. Yep, we're coming, we're, we're reaching the end game now of season one. And yep, Celestial Being, things are uh, not going the way they they expected. And the world the world is unified, but not in the way they want. So I don't know, any more, any more thoughts? Uh, I was really, I'm really pissed off about how much summary was in that first episode. <laughs> you know, you know. Again, we have to remember this is a show that used to be shown like week to week. Maybe sometimes it would skip a week. So you, you know, you got to remind your audience, hey, this is what they're fighting for. Actually, I think since I've been saying the dates of all of them, they did not skip. A, they did not skip a week. They just really need to save the money. Yeah, yeah. They just really need to save money. <laughs> For the finale. <laughs> oh man, I I just man, you know, 
summer in this day and age of the golden era of television, peak TV. We should just we just I mean I we shouldn't have to put up with summary anymore. But you know that's that's just me. That's just me. It's like that sometimes, you know. And I think you know. On that note, we're gonna close out this episode. Not with a bag, but with a whimper. We got summaries. We got phone calls about extended warranties and and, and wrong deliveries. So, you know, any final thoughts, Phil? Uh, I mean, it's it's building up. It's it's funny though. Like watch, I guess watching this over again. Uh, compared to what it was in college, I was like, oh, this isn't wasn't as fun as I remember. Yeah, like I think I think the I think it's pretty safe to say the quality. This is where the quality of the show starts to take really a note. Uh, the finale is really cool, but you know the overall tone is definitely changing from here on out. It's not going to go quite back to the way it was. But you know to find out even more, you got to tune in to the next episode. So on that note, I'm Eric Wong. Um, Phil Fleming. And this week's mobile suit of the week is not a mobile suit. I'm actually going to talk about a mobile armor. Uh, the mobile armor in particular is is called the Brow Brow Bro. Man, let's try saying that five times fast. So, how do you spell that? B R A W and Bro B R O. <laughs> wow, it really is spelled the way it sounds. It it really is. So during the uh, beginning of the the one year war, the principality uh, of Xeon uh, were doing research on the colonies, and they were also looking for new types. Uh, and being a new type, that means you are essentially a space wizard, which means new types equal Jedi's if they're space wizards and they use space magic. Um, but in order to harness their space magic to use in their giant war machines, they have the Xeon developed this system called the Psychomu, which is made specifically for new types to uh, push past the limits of the machine and um, react with a higher efficiency compared to their Zaku 2s, their Galgogs, their um, Goofs, Doms. Man, these are really dumb sounding uh, mobile suit names when you say them out loud uh but yeah so the so this uh machine was created for a new type and the cockpit sits three and it has a wired uh mega particle beam gun and yeah it's just brawlic that's that's the best way i could describe it it looks like a whale that's that's what it was designed after oh okay <laughs> yes it, it otherwise looks kind of kind of funny the um in Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolts towards the end, um Daryl Lorenzo, they infiltrate uh Lunar Two in order to capture a brow bow. So what they did was they took the armor from the full armor Gundam that he fought in the Thunderbolt system. They took off all the armor off of the Psycho Zaku and put it onto the uh and put the Gundam armor onto the Psycho uh, onto the Zaku, broke in. And then attach the Gundam to the Bra Bow. So it's essentially a Gundam equipped with them uh with a mobile armor just going around wrecking everybody. Uh it's just very, very amusing. I think it blew yeah, it even blew a hole in uh Lunar 2. Wow, such 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 amazing. Yes, such amazing. You 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 doge. You doge. <laughs>